0: Internet, I think I didn't give myself the beat on that one. Okay, hello, Internet, and welcome to Say Report Jr., a podcast you should be listening to, subscribed to, and downloading every week.
1: He's back, uh, back in the <laughs> ocean state, yeah, oh God. he's back, back in the ocean state, I was yeah. just about to say,
0: literally, the <laughs> next one down in my mouth, we're going to be for the first time from the same time zone, <laughs> from the same state. It's and still crazy. having not met each other yet. I know. <laughs> it's your co-host companions. It's me, Zach Sarawick.
1: And me, Dale Decker. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was either gonna be that or guess who's back, 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 back <laughs> again, again, again. Zach is back, 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 a friend. I'm happy I got to do both. Is... I'm happy I got to do both.
0: That's the last, like, major MTV event I watched, by the way, <laughs> dating myself, was when Shady's Back came out. They did a whole thing. It was like, uh, you know how, maybe you don't know, actually, I'm about to know. really make myself feel old. Um, every time, there were two things that MTV and VH1 would make giant events out of. One was Michael Jackson's birthday, or if he was putting an album out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense.
0: The other one was when Weird Al was putting an album out. That also They would makes make sense. day-long events out of those things, where they would show, like, for Weird Al especially, it was we're going to premiere the entire album by showing you the music videos he's created for the <laughs> for like all of his parody videos, and then they would end. They would end oh. on the glorious polka for whatever oh, he good. put in okay. oh my god yeah. weird Al polkas by the way are probably the gr- some of the greatest musical achievements of the 20th century
1: <laughs> yeah i don't disagree i like
0: those, yeah. those medleys are fucking fantastic think... to take an accordion and polka music and be like here's all of the top 40 <laughs> hits that i couldn't think of a parody song for we're just going to create a medley for them it's so fantastic the... and the music are great because he would just recreate the music videos, but as animated. he switched from song to song, like he was just oh, so good. Yeah, the first uh, the
1: first polka I saw was uh the whatever year Wrecking Ball came out. Yes. That was <laughs> that was the first that's one I. Be, ever... I think that's
0: I think that's his last or second to last album, then because yeah. that's not a long that's not an old yeah, no. song. Well,
1: because I've I I always loved like I always knew Weird Al growing up and loved Weird Al growing up, but I had never known about. All of the pocus? and then I'm like, oh, Devin played it, it, or I saw it online or something, and I was like, "This is—he has more of these. These are fantastic.
0: They're—they're they're so <laughs> good. It's so weird because, like, for years, Weird Al was as a joke, like the parody song guy. And to the point where like people found him annoying to some points with his parody songs. The thing is, people didn't realize that every album he put out was only 50% those parody songs. The other 50% were crazy, like original songs that he wrote. And then the polka (laughs) and that polka is so good. Like I cannot express how good, how hard it is to transition like, when you really think of it from a music theory standpoint, to because those it's not like those songs are all written in the same key. You know. It's not like those songs are all written to the same beat, and yet he somehow makes them work. The last one he did, actually, was, um, I know, Dale's going to groan the second I say this, everybody, so let's <laughs> see if we hear it. He did a Hamilton polka God. for Lin-Manuel. There it is! Yep. I, I s- knew it was
1: going to d- come! Yes, I so, did see that. I did not so. watch it. <laughs> but i it's did very see good. it
0: it's the only version yeah. of hamilton music i've ever actually listened to i haven't <laughs> sat down and listened to the album for hamilton yet i have listened to the Boca a thousand times
1: i know because... all the songs that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah no but... i just i they're so good and it's because it's funny too that well you know the the like four chords song, The Axis of Awesome. Four chords. Oh my god, song, yes. Right? Oh my god, so, yes. Like,
0: I love that song. That song is
1: fantastic.
0: That song is so- fantastic because it drags Green Day, my favorite band of all time, <laughs> and yet it drags Green Day for Basket Case because it puts oh, Basket yeah, Case and true. the theme song to Friends are the same <laughs> chord progression, and I want that mashup so badly. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Green Day is your favorite band of all time? Oh yes.
0: Oh yes. Oh, I learned every bass um, part to American Idiot when I was in high school because that song came out when I was a junior and it spoke to me on a deep spiritual level. Uh...
1: Well, there you go. I mean, I think that's, I think that warrants them to be favorite band of all time. And I think that's what American Idiot kind of did for a lot of people. It did for a lot
0: of people who were... 15 years old yeah. when that album came out. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was the prime, you know, I need this song. I needed this song.
0: <laughs> yeah, I needed every, every song. Every, every song I heard on that album, I remember it coming out, and, I, and every song I heard was, this song is amazing. No, wait, this song is amazing. <laughs> no, wait, this song it's nice. fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait to have an entire episode dedicated dedicated to music Oh my to god, all you're
0: gonna hear about is us. gonna be me talking about Green Day and Even If It Kills Me by Motion City Soundtrack. The only two the only two things I care about in music. Uh.
1: Oh, that's gonna be fun. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Weird Can Al? you tell, by the way, that I have taken, like, five days of driving across the country and I'm a little punch drunk from, like, the whole <laughs> thing? Oh, no, not
1: God. at all. The, what are you talking <laughs> about? You took five days to drive across the country? Uh,
0: four. Well, I have to do the math again because I took one day to drive to Denver and then I drove across the country, yep. so maybe four or five. I don't remember. But anyway, let's get back to Weird Al. That's way more interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to your trip. No, the last thing I had about Weird Al was, like, I went and saw him in concert and it is a—that's a weird, fantastic concert. To you go have to. no
0: idea how jealous I am right now. I've it, seen the Philharmonic and Steven Spielberg live, and I, mean, I want to see Weird Al more. I,
1: the Philharmonic <laughs> kind of—I would love to see the I
0: got to see John Williams and the Philharmonic, and they—and like, um, Stephen, uh, Stephen Williams. God, Steven Spielberg was there in the audience. And they did like a whole sequence where they showed the opening to um, Last Crusade with like young Indy. And they were like, here's the scene without music. And they showed everything—that whole yeah. like five-minute scene—and they're like, "Here's the scene again, but with music." And then the Philharmonic played the music for that scene, yeah, see, that's, I would <laughs> just as a to way to, to just as a way to be like, "Hey, music's important in film, everybody."
1: <laughs> I just need to circle back to the fact you were in the same room as Steven Spielberg. Uh, not a
0: room. So what they did? Oh, Auditorium? What's theater? It's, what's it called? Well, it was an amphitheater, but I'm cha- I can't remember. Tanglewood. That's what it is. So Tanglewood in Massachusetts the uh, philharmonic would play there it's like this huge like campsite and outdoor theater and all that so what there is is the amphitheater with seats and then a whole outside area where people could come and like put down like blankets and stuff so we were on the outside of this building of this like outdoor amphitheater sitting on the ground had a little wine to watch this thing it was great so what was that so in the amphitheater you had the philharmonic playing and then like steven spielberg in the front row and they did like this whole thing about like the music of steven spielberg that's and cool. john williams it was that's oh it was cool. great that's cool but still, that's what that's what but npr you not see not what, weird I see. but i want to see weird al more oh hell yeah oh <laughs> fuck yes i want to see weird al more
1: <laughs> yeah it's a good it's a fan. i would see him again he it was fantastic concert <laughs>
0: um i will i will say before we move on from weird Al, uh the three best original weird Al songs Mm -hmm. in my opinion yep uh since you've been gone the night santa went crazy and um (laughs) everything you know is wrong look up those three songs from weird Al, everybody because they're all fantastic perfect And then just literally look up every polka he's ever done because they are just the greatest like little time capsules of whatever time he put those out. And they're fucking brilliant.
1: They're beautiful. (laughs) They're just so good. Uh. (laughs) Oh man. So (laughs) should we end with your journey?
0: we'll get there i mean we'll work on it i mean so the only thing so here's the thing i think we'll actually end up talking about my journey more on you know whenever we decide to record the next hot topic because the most ex- the most like exciting that i shouldn't say exciting that's a boring way to say i'm a boring person <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm about to say every day i listen to the same album <laughs> hey
1: you know that's fine cuz i do that a lot too
0: my, my number one, literally, I never I didn't realize this really until very recently, but I think my number one album of all time and so far has not been topped is Even If It Kills Me by Motion City Soundtrack. And I have a lot to say about that. And we'll talk about it someday. <laughs> but I listen to that Actually. top to bottom every day. Oh wow! Okay, it's only like forty-five minutes. But like, yeah. if there was a time where I was like, I'm bored of listening to my podcast, I'm bored of the radio. Give me forty-five minutes of just that. I'm gonna listen to this, yeah. and like reset myself. That was the album I put on. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that totally makes sense. I um, I understand that completely.
0: But yeah, I I I drove across the country recently. I think I marginally talked about this where I, I lost my job and went back to Rhode Island. All this yes. stuff. Yep. So oh, we covered.
1: Uh, Yeah, we covered
0: covered a little bit. So the last like four, I shouldn't say last, I've been home for like three days now, but from Thursday of last week to Monday. So let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it was about five days, but um, the only reason it took me five days is because the first day I drove to just to Denver, which is like a straight north shot from where I used to live, Um, because from there it was easier to drive east. You know, when it became negative 60 degrees going across the country. <laughs> oh, God. God. So, <laughs> so I was like, so you know, I was, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> this has been a very weird month for me, everybody. Um, this month started with my car dying at a truck stop in Pueblo, Colorado. Yep. I do not remember how much of this I've talked about on this podcast before anymore. Oh.
1: We went you
0: Did we go oh yeah we did the whole so, journey. Go back and find that episode. I'm sure it looked like four weeks ago now. <laughs> four episodes ago, you could probably hear that whole journey. So
1: it's worth I decide, it. it is worth a listen.
0: So uh, I I ended up having needing to pack up all my stuff and move yep. across the country. And so I decide the first thing I'm gonna do is drive up to Denver first and then head east from there just because I did not want to go across Texas. Nobody should ever have to drive across Texas This is your warning. Texas is God awful. And I don't, this is not me being mean because I'm from New England. (laughs) It's me saying there are, Texas is the Australia of America. And by what I mean, (laughs) what I mean by that, there are every now and then, like every, like people talk about Australia and like, oh, here's a roadside from Australia where it says, like, the next gas station is eight hundred and fifty miles away and you are kilometers away and you go, oh, God, that sounds awful. Y'all try to drive across Texas. <laughs> when I drove out to New Mexico the first time, I just I ended up. My whole last day out of a three-day journey was that I was going to drive across Texas. So I crossed over in Waco, which is on the eastern side of the eastern tip, like little, like everybody knows, kind of the shape of Texas, how it's got that like, those like two corners. So I crossed at like that eastern corner and it took me 13 hours to drive across the state to El Paso on the western corner. And there are parts of that state where it is 300 miles before another gas station shows up. And yes. even though it's an interstate, it is a two-lane road through nothing. Just flat nothing. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I am going north to Denver, Jeez. and I'll go east from there. And guess what, everybody? Karma hated me for that. Oh, so... no. I start heading north on an interstate in New Mexico and Google Maps in its infinite wisdom is like, hey, get on this, get on this highway off the interstate because it'll cut like 20 minutes off your trip. And that whole highway was flat nothing for hours at a time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's,
1: that's incredible. And I'm then it takes sorry. me through.
0: Pueblo, Colorado, where I lived for three days by accident and I stopped at the same fucking truck stop where my car died. (laughs) And then it's like, here, it's an hour and a half to Denver. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to Denver. I'm out of here. And I ran.
1: (laughs) I gotta get out of Pueblo. I gotta get out. I can't can't be here. I can't
0: live in Pueblo, Colorado. (laughs) Although I I did get a view of Pueblo I did get before, so like you no know, cause I was coming from the north. I, I hit this gas, this the uh, truck stop that's like literally like at the northern tip of Pueblo. And you know, I stuck there, and I was stuck within walking distance. So as far as I knew, Pueblo was like three strip malls and a couple of motels. That's <laughs> all I knew about Pueblo. coming and then when I got on the bus, it was like ten o'clock at night and I was exhausted. so I basically slept my way out of Pue- out of Pueblo the first time. I was driving in. And Google Maps was like, you're in Pueblo now. I was like, this is neighborhoods. This is neighborhoods and city. What are you talking? This isn't Pueblo. What are you talking <laughs> about? This is Pueblo. I don't know what this is. Pueblo is apparently five times larger than wow. <laughs> you know why?
1: Wow. I feel like you were all, it was all just a blur though too. Cause you were just oh, like, was- this. I so-
0: was so tired by the time I left Pueblo the first time that I was like, none of this is yeah. real. Yeah. This isn't real.
1: This is, <laughs> this is fantasy. <laughs>
0: And then I go from and then I go from Denver and I go right into Kansas and it's Where? like <laughs> Kansas is fucking nothing. There's nothing in Kansas, everybody. <laughs> I went from Denver to the to Kansas City, which is on the other side of Kansas for the first of the first day. And I was like, oh my god, it's flat and it's nothing. <laughs> and it's oh my god. I was trying what is to
1: this? avoid this.
0: Oh my God, this country is nothing but Flatland. How did Superman care about human (laughs) beings out here? There's nothing out here. (laughs)
1: Oh, oh my God. (laughs) How well, did anybody grew te- up there? I'm sure if Apparently, you grew up in Kansas, I mean you'd be well, like, it's I mean, gorgeous. You have no idea what you're talking about. But
0: here's the thing. My only view of Kansas was Smallville, and Smallville was filmed in Vancouver. So oh. like quite frankly, I didn't know any landmarks of what I was seeing. <laughs> alright,
1: alright. That's different. Different. Then now. I go from
0: from there and I get go through Lexing the I go into Kentucky. But I get there through Indiana and Indianapolis. (laughs) It's like a whole thing. Oh, man. Um, Lexington was fine. I did stop at like the weirdest courtyard Marriott ever because like I walk in and I didn't realize I was in the lobby because like you kind of walk into their cafe when you walk into this Marriott. Yeah. And so I thought I walked into a side door by accident. Yep. I kind of wandered around the halls of this hotel in the middle of Ke- of Kentucky <laughs> kind of like where do I go so- I want a room who wants to give me a room and finally I realized what outdoors? it is is that like I walked in and there's like when I walked in there was like a couple of little desks and then it said like business center where you print out your boarding passes and the gym are this way and then the thing is this way there's two little desks where where you go to to like get a room there just wasn't anybody standing there when i walked in the door <laughs> That's so, so so i go in and i get a room and then i real then i'm like oh okay i should get like food from this this cafe that is supposedly open except that there's no one standing at this cafe either so i sit there for like 10 15 minutes like i, I want some food i've been driving all day <laughs> please
1: please, <laughs> please give me some please
0: food.
1: give me something oh my (laughs) guy
0: and eventually some guy comes out of nowhere i didn't even realize he worked there because he just had like a tiny little name tag on what was his regular clothes and he's like let me oh hey you want a drink and some food like yes yes please give me anything and then i like got to sit there and watch him make my cafe hotel food which was a weird experience because i'm pretty certain he pulled everything out of like a cooler that was just in front of me as he was together and then like stuck it in like a blast heater oh well,
1: that's what you get when you eat that's what a happens hotel, with, though.
0: yeah that's true that's true because I mean... so like as i'm driving across the country I'm like i need to find a hotel with just food in it because yes. i'm not i have a u-haul i can't take a u-haul to a restaurant <laughs> i can't decide I, mean, I, want you to go could. I don't want to go into town and just paint the the town of kansas city red with my u-haul <laughs> that i need to find parking for everybody <laughs> oh so my yeah God. so the next night i ended up in kansas city or no it's kansas city first night kentucky and then i ended up in maryland for the super bowl this oh. is the best <laughs> oh. so so oh, far man. i have been staying in regular i say regular i mean like like chain hotels yes no first night in denver i stayed at a friend's house first night in Kansas City I stay at like an extended stay second night, I stay at the courtyard Marriott when I am looking for a place to stay in Maryland because I'm like I, I can get like halfway home and then my drive home won't be so bad on Monday this is fine where do I stay and I'm looking for places that have like restaurants in them so I don't mm-hmm. have to go anywhere and they're like oh the Grand Plaza Hotel It's like oh that's not a chain but sure it's got a restaurant no wow This just be great I think this hotel was built last week. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I think I'm one of five people that were renting a room, and there's a whole hotel.
1: She, like, you and lived the, like an episode of Twilight Zone, I feel. <laughs> like, you just walk into these empty hotels. Although, usually when I walk into a hotel, I feel like no one else is there. because Well, it's like, here's the thing. Here's the terrifying. thing.
0: Hotels I are weird. This, I walk into this hotel in Maryland and i walk up to the counter there's no one there jesus and there's no bell to ring oh my God. so i'm That's just amateur. standing i'm just standing in the lobby of this hotel very nice lobby very nice place to stay all in all great experience it was just weird when i walked in and like there's a fire going in the fireplace there's some <laughs> seats around and there's just no one <laughs> And I'm like, I don't, I, how do I, do I, do I yell? <laughs> do I go <laughs> knocking on doors? What do I do? And eventually some guy comes out in like a hoodie and jeans who looked like he'd been sitting in like an office all day oh with God. just no one to talk to. And he comes out and at first I see him coming down the hallway and I'm like, oh, that's just another person in the hotel. They're clearly not who I'm looking for. And so I turn around and kind of pace around in the and then I, I pace around the lobby a little bit. And then I turn around and that guy is standing behind the counter and i'm like
1: in different clothes in different no he's clothes. in the
0: same clothes no. but <laughs> just like i didn't see him come out from behind the thing i just turned around and he's behind the desk and i'm like hi
1: <laughs> imagine if he was in like a suit when you if turned I, around exactly. <laughs> like, what the uh, fuck but i get but i get
0: the whole, i get the room from him and, and it's all great hotels the room's nice it's beautiful like i'm not kidding when i say that i think this hotel was built last week the room is immaculate because i don't think another human being has ever stepped foot in that room (laughs) but then i was like okay so this place definitely said according to google it had like a bar and a restaurant attached to it no it's just that like there's one next door is what they mean and there's a quote unquote convention center attached to this place which what it, by a, what i mean is there was a building next to this place that had two very big rooms in it but but i don't <laughs> think like i mean they called it a convention center but like literally if they go outside of my my hotel room if i go to the right there's a set of double doors and that's like theoretically the outside of the hotel into this again Quote unquote convention center, and I go and I walk up to the door, and it says on it, Please do not like go through convention center to get to restaurant and bar. Please go left for something and right for oh god, it was Bernie's Barefoot Bernie's that's oh what it was god. called. Go to go to Barefoot <laughs> Bernie's like bar and grill, and I was like, Well. I guess I can't go through this empty building to get to this restaurant. So I go outside and I go out down this this little flight of concrete stairs into another parking lot. What was essentially, it looked like this place existed in like the strip mall next door and they built the fake convention center in between (laughs) as a throughway. but also they weren't done building the fake convention center yet. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> so that was my Super Bowl Sunday because I go in and I'm like I go into this place and like it's me and like six other people in the middle of this small town in the middle of Maryland <laughs> that is like – I don't, there's nothing going on in this town in Maryland. This is like going into East Providence in the middle of like Super Bowl Sunday. No one is doing anything. Yeah. So I go in. I get dinner. I go back to the room. I watch the first like three quarters of the Super Bowl and then I'm like this is kind of boring. I'm going to go back to the bar. And I go back in there. There's six people in the whole place. And we're all watching the Super Bowl. I think it's there's literally three Patriots fans in that bar, including (laughs) myself. And I'm only marginally a Patriots fan because I don't like sports, everybody. Surprise, surprise. Uh, But the other two people that seem to really be rooting for the Patriots, I swear to God, if I had closed my eyes, it would have been my parents sitting at the end of that bar. (laughs) Oh my god. Because the guy is shouting at every play and the and the woman is talking to the bartender about ordering a martini and having a real deep conversation about just how strong that martini should be. Oh my god because they are going back and forth about it. And then I hear the bartender goes up to another waitress and is like, I told her she probably wasn't gonna like it, but you know, I gave it to her as strong as she said she wanted it, I don't think she's gonna like it. And then not two seconds later, that woman took a sip of that martini and I'm gonna try and vocalize the face she made, which was,
1: ooh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, okay, I just need to pause. There are, you're telling these journey stories, right? These stories that you have taken. And I so wish, I never really have ever wished to be like a fly on the wall. I would have loved to just be a fly traveling around with you. Oh my God. To see all of this craziness. Because like, I know you're not making it up. Because you can't make this shit up. But it's like, I need you just I need to see this. It's so funny
0: because it like, sounds crazy, but at the same time, this is all like three hours of it was really interesting, and then the four and a half days around driving was very, very boring. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but like I can just picture you like walking into a hotel and not a list. Like, I, I walked in. Was I was like, like so like,
0: sec. what was weirdest was like the sign, right? The sign should have been the first yes. thing that tipped me off, because yeah. it is a red sign with green lettering oh, God. that says Grand Plaza Hotel, and I'm thinking, and nothing like there's like a little like one of those like put up the letters like. Oh, yeah. Um, like, um, like signs like that. Like that's Like a marquee like, kind of thing? Right, right. right. Yeah. There's like a marquee sign and nothing underneath. <laughs> there. Nothing on that marquee sign. And I'm <laughs> driving in and like like four cars <laughs> in the whole parking Jeez. lot. I have to assume at least one of those belonged to the people working there that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, it should have been like, this is a sign, right? This is a thing I should be. Nah, nah. I mean, it's like Can I should be sleep- worried. It was a nice enough night. I mean, it was perfectly fine room. I, I'm not at all concerned about my safety here. But also, no, no. this is like, and, and like, I'm in town. Like, I'm across the street from like a supermarket and a Wendy's. It's not like I was out in the middle of nowhere going into this hotel. But also, <laughs> the whole thing was just like, it's weird to walk into a hotel lobby and not see a human being. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Like even when I walked into the courtyard Marriott, I didn't see a single person who worked at that hotel, but there were like five guys sitting in that caf sitting in that like bistro drinking beers who were clearly in town on business. Like yeah.
1: there's like, some, there's almost, usually some activity. Like
0: usually on. you see a human being. Yeah. <laughs> human yeah. beings are not rare. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, they aren't? No. No. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, because I learned that the next day as I was driving back into Rhode Island, and I'm going to have to go past, like, New York to the Tappan Zee Bridge. Yep. And, like, as as I'm approaching, I have seen – I have had clear sailing for three days up to this point. Three and a half, four days even. Like, nothing going from New Mexico to Colorado, I've been a great driving. And literally, as soon as I hit what someone would presumably call New England, I hit a fucking traffic jam. Uh, <laughs> because welcome back to New England. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, coming out <laughs> to the Tapazee Bridge. Things. Oh, there's an accident. You got to get through here. Okay, fine. I got to cross the Tap-Z Bridge, which is great. I turn on to 95 North, and all traffic has stopped for construction. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm like, this feels right. Yeah. <laughs> this feels great. Also... I don't know if anybody outside of New England knows this, but in most places the the like speed limit is 70 or 75. Yeah. Yep. Literally, I hit 95 and it was like 65. Mm-hmm. Here's a 55 area. Got to go 65 here, 55, 65, 55. I was like, "Why? Why? Oh my god."
1: Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's really really weird that it just changes. Oh. <laughs> uh, like and I didn't yes. I didn't know that other places and it's, I think it is mainly, like, south is 70 miles, 75 miles per hour. Um, I mean, it's not just
0: south. I mean, it's literally west of the Mississippi. Yeah. It's, Everything it's is 70 and 75.
1: Yeah. No. It's, and it's, like, now, so, like, my commute to work now, there's there's a 65 and then a 55 and then gets back up to 65 and then a 50 because of um, construction.
0: Oh, like, man. What is
1: happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening?
0: But I'm back now. Everything's fine. It's great. I never want to Thank drive that much be. again. I didn't realize how much it had, like, physically taken a toll on me till, like, the last three days as an old man staring down no, the barrel God. of 30 years old. God. <laughs> I woke up on Tuesday. So I got back on Monday. Everything's great. I wake up on Tuesday and my right leg feels like it's on fire. Well, yeah. and I couldn't figure out why. I realized, you idiot, it's because you just spent five days with your foot putting the pedal of a U-Haul to the yeah. fucking floor, dragging God knows how much weight, just trying to get this thing to go between 65 and 70 on a regular basis. Oh. oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. I've never like, driven don't think, a U-Haul, but yeah, you don't think I about imagine. It
0: until you've had to just take your foot and just depress it at a oh, steady level yeah. for hours at a time. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so funny. Oh, uh, God. That's literally been my week. I mean, I did stuff before that, and we might get to that. And I've done stuff, you know, in the last couple of days. But more importantly, I have just—that was like—I've been waiting to say all of that out loud. Yeah. How has your last couple of weeks been?
1: Um, good, interesting, good. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't have to drive a U-Haul or anything. Uh, no. The so basically, the main thing that's been going on is that Devin and I watched. Um, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Ah, yes. Um, before I get to that, though, I do <laughs> want to mention that I saw Kid Who Would Be King. The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh, I need to go. You need to see, see it.
0: That. Oh.
1: You need to see it. I would see it again. No, but it is, it, it was a lot, a lot of fun. And I. it makes me really sad that people, that it like. Bombed its first weekend. I mean, bombed here. The nice here, thing is yes, that yeah,
0: yeah, the nice thing is that that is definitely an international oh, movie. Yeah, like it's definitely. very much a British film. That for whatever reason they were like, oh, let's release it in the states too. <laughs> but I'm so It'll happy. It'll do fine money wise. I am so but... so
1: happy that it was released here because it is it is the type of movie that I freaking love. It because it it brings in. Um, Arthurian, Arthurian, is that? Yes. Yeah, yep. Arthurian, you know, lore and all of that. And it just, like, and it's, like, kids on an adventure. Like, those those work for me because you got to watch the kids, like, be badass. And yeah, it doesn't
0: need to be people, complicated. Yes, you don't need exactly. anything more complex than just you, kids need to step up and do, like. And do what they need a, to do. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I, it's, it's nice, too, because, like people really, like, they don't give kids a lot of credit. I mean, especially now, I feel like with the move towards technology and all of that, I feel like kids don't get a lot of credit for, like, smarts or something. But, like, anytime it shows that kids can be capable, like, I'm on board because kids are capable of stuff. Kids are, like – and these these kids, they were, like – I don't know, the equivalent of maybe middle school, like maybe ninth grade. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm really bad with age. but
0: <laughs> like, Well, especially when you start getting into like England in like yes. primary versus yeah. secondary yeah. school and all that. I have no idea what ages they yeah. do their I things. I don't
1: either. So it's just yeah. like these, It's it's nice to see kids being capable because I don't think people realize that kids can do shit <laughs> mm. and teenagers can do shit other than just play on their phone. I mean,
0: you're right. Cause like stranger things you think would have given people the idea that like, Oh, by the way, kid actors, especially are still spe- pretty fucking yes. good. Yes. But at the same time, that show, takes place in the eighties. Yeah. And it's like, well, someone was like, well, you know, kids these days, there was all their technology we gotta we gotta find out we gotta find a time period where they didn't have the all these distractions like phones and yeah. video games. Yeah. Put it in the eighties. Yeah. I was but like, it's... no, kids are still fucking badass, everybody. It's yeah. okay. Kids
1: kids can <laughs> still be badass, even with technology. I mean, especially when you bring especially when you bring the Arthurian lore into it, where The whole movie, they're just like, yeah, we need to learn how to use swords. YouTube's not going to help us with that. Because we have to actually attack to fair, something. I mean, YouTube I, could I'm probably pretty sure teach. YouTube would teach but... me how
0: to use a sword. I've seen some of those nerds. That's
1: true. But... That's true. I, as but soon as I said it, I was like, that's a really moved, incorrect statement. Before I moved
0: out of New Mexico, I was walking down the street, the main street of the town I used to live in. And outside the karate dojo, there was literally two dudes who were probably older than me oh my God. sword fighting. <laughs> On the sidewalk. Awesome. So- <laughs>
1: awesome. That's good. That's awesome. Probably, I hope they were making a video. No, but no, like... No, I think they were just
0: practicing, which oh. is like, practicing for what? I don't know. But they were definitely practicing <laughs> for something.
1: So, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. See? I would have loved to be a fly just watching oh. that from your perspective. Um, but no, it's it's more like, yeah, we have to learn how to use swords... We could use technology but we have a wizard with us who's gonna teach us. We're also in the middle of nowhere. We're gonna have to learn and we don't have service or anything. Like, and don't just...
0: worry. We've got Patrick Stewart, everybody. Everything's Patrick's... gonna be
1: fine. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It just it makes me it makes me happy anytime. And it also makes me happy when movies don't harp on like technology too. Like they're very, there could have been, and and this also like goes towards the uh, British humor versus American humor, I believe too. Um, there a hundred percent could have been a YouTube joke in that in that moment. I mean, obviously they have to use swords. Like that's just that's the part that is that comes with a warrior story. That comes with a hero story. They have to learn how to use their weapon. Uh, There could have been a scene where the four of the the four kids are huddled around a phone watching a video and Merlin would have Merlin could have come in and been like, what the hell is going on here? That's not going to teach you. They're using plastic. And then he (laughs) hands them a metal fucking sword and is like, go, go. <laughs> like learn, like, and, and there just wasn't, and that was nice.
0: <laughs> you know what's a weird? Actually, what's a weird like equivalent to that is the new Sabrina. Okay, there is that that show takes place now. Yes there's only like two episodes where you would notice that. Otherwise, like literally, I was like talking to a friend about that. And she was like, hey, does this place take, does this show take place in the eighties? Cause I haven't seen them use a phone yet. It's like, no, they do. Like there's definitely scenes where one of them opens a laptop and one of them definitely has a phone, Mm. but they never use them for like plot. Yeah, They're just things that exist around them, which is like a perfect way to do that. Like. Like yes, people have phones and laptops. Also, I've the last time I, the only time I really opened my laptop was the last four days when I was sitting in hotel rooms, so I could play Pokemon while I was sitting in a hotel room because I was bored.
1: Smart. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 like it's
0: not like the the idea that like technology is so prevalent that kids would never learn anything these days they just use them for this it's like no i mean i use it for a map to get across the country but otherwise between that and listening to podcasts that was all my phone is used for the last few days it's not like it's not like i hit it walked into a situation i was like this hotel room this hotel lobby is so empty let me use my phone to
1: connect to
0: human beings or something it's like no i walked in that hotel room and went people people (laughs) hello
1: people yeah exactly and like that the thing with sabrina is like yes they exist in this world but they're tools phones are tools laptops are tools for us to get stuff done if we need to
0: (laughs) right they still like went to a library to learn things or like went to a book to learn something it wasn't like they sat there like in a dark corner on their yeah, computer, learning yeah. all about witchcraft forever or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I,
1: don't I don't know, but Kid Who Would Be King, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not it's not going to be like an Oscar-winning movie. It's just a movie to have fun with, which And I had really like, so much fun with it. Which
0: is really Joe Cornish's like like wheelhouse. Yeah. Like Attack the Block is a lot like that too, where mm-hmm. it's like here's a group of kids and they act like kids like the whole time they had like kids and teenagers yeah. like you understand everything like nothing seems illogical because you're like oh, okay this is kids doing what kids would do like oh they found a fucking alien body at a park what would they do well they bring it <laughs> to the first they bring it to the first authority figure they can trust which isn't a cop it's a fucking weed dealer yeah. <laughs> because they know the weed dealer <laughs> yeah, yeah. and shit like that like they know what they're doing so it's it's a it's a thing about like trusting kids. You have to trust kids to do like to mm-hmm. know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, which I want to talk about Scooby Doo, but that also kind of brings me to a new show that I started. I watched the first episode of today, which is The Hollow. Which...
0: Oh! Oh my God! I didn't I watched like ha, like the first like 3 or 4 episodes of that show. Oh, okay.
1: Don't tell I me. Cuz no, I no, only no, watched the first episode.
0: I just can't believe it cuz I almost was like you should watch The Hollow. Yes. And the fact that you came to it I... completely separately is amazing to me.
1: I was I was actually going to text you today and was like you need That's to watch The Hollow. Oh, yes. But I got, I had oh, other stuff to do. But so that, I mean, that escape first episode. Room the,
0: escape Room the Cartoon Show. Pretty
1: much. I mean, yes. the, the way, like, I texted Devin, and I was like, I need you to watch the first episode because I need to know if you're interested. Because if you're not interested, I'm watching it on my own. But if you're interested, we are watching it together. And the way I described it was like, it's very video game. It felt like a video game. Mm, it felt yes. like you are on, like, you are on the other side of, how do I want, it's not, you're not on the other side of the controller, you're just in the video game with these people who are playing through. It, it, it is as if like, the
0: characters you're watching are also figuring out whether or not they're yes. in a game at the same time yeah. that you are playing it, or exactly. whatever, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Like, it was, it was so, I mean, minute one, as, I mean, this is not really spoiler, but they wake up in a room, just a, a an empty room, and they're... And there's a typewriter sitting next to them.
0: Right, like, the the, the setup for the whole series is just three kids wake up in a cinder block room without any memory of who they are. Yeah. And the only thing around them is a typewriter. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then they have to, Go from there. Go from (laughs) there. It's literally go from there. But, like, talk about trusting kids to, like, do what they have to do. And I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to give anything away or, like, how they get out of the room. But, like, it... Yeah, like even without their memories, kids these these teenagers cuz they're like probably teens are fucking just about smart. like I would imagine like, they... like
0: 13, like I would put them yeah. at 13 at the yeah. youngest, if not yeah. like 14 or so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're like preteens. They're well, not preteens. They are in the beginning stages of it. But it's, you know, it it totally goes into that we need to trust these people. We need to trust these kids and and we know that they will get out of this.
0: And and it Hopefully. actually it it does a thing I I I don't think I brought this up before. <laughs> yeah. God, Dale, we've almost done the show for a year. I don't remember anything. We have anymore.
1: almost done the show for a year. <clears throat> oh my God, we're not at fifty yet, right?
0: <clears throat> no, we have oh, to be at God. least in February to hit fifty, and we <laughs> haven't. Oh God, we're in February. We're in
1: February. <clears throat> it's February sixth.
0: <clears throat> I'll, I'll look again, but no, we have not hit fifty yet. We're
1: uh... close though.
0: We are very close. Um, so. I noticed something. I'm sorry, everybody, to bring Smallville back. <laughs> but I noticed something. <laughs> and Smallville was the thing that made me notice this. There's an episode of Smallville in, like, season six or seven, where uh, Clark gets his memory wiped or whatever for, like, for an episode. And, and um, so it doesn't remember that he has superpowers. Oh. So... <laughs> um that
1: sounds like a fun episode.
0: It's actually, a, it's actually, That's it's an fantastic. okay episode. There's, there's some weird shit that happens in the last half of that series that is like really actually kind of good. Uh, oh. <laughs> surprisingly good. But um, so he loses his memory and um, <clears throat> he comes to a door and he remembers the concept of a door. Obviously, like remembers that like a doorknob yeah. opens door. Apparently doesn't remember that what a locked door is and ends up like ripping the thing off of its hinges and throwing the door like 50 yards behind him, which is a story conceit because he's with Lois Lane who doesn't know that he's, you know, Superman. And so they need to like make these story conceits for like, why does Clark not all this stuff? It's all for story reasons. I mean, that's the short answer is that all of this is for story reasons, but like, I watched that episode and my mind immediately um, immediately went with, why does he remember the concept of a door but doesn't remember the concept of locking? Why is yeah. that the thing he doesn't yeah. remember?
1: That's interesting.
0: And immediately I started remembering every other show and movie where people start to forget things and the whole concept in movies and TV shows of amnesia. And I went, oh my God, none of it makes sense. And my brain <laughs> split in half. Uh, the sh- the movie Clean Slate with Dana Carvey, by the way, still holds up with that. So <laughs> everybody should watch it. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, um, but like then I watched The Hollow, where the whole conceit to that show is that these kids don't yeah, remember yeah. anything about, them, and it works. Just fine for me on that because I watch that and I go, okay So they have clearly set up this whole scenario where these kids don't remember their past, mm-hmm. but they remember things every, about- like, like like remember normal stuff. Yes, because that's always like a weird thing Like amnesia in this weird concept is like always caused by either you get knocked in the head by something mm-hmm. or Your like brain is erasing memories because of trauma and when you start erasing things because of trauma it doesn't really matter what you remember and what you don't it's just your brain compensating for anything and so that conceit works fine but if you get hit in the head or somebody wipes your memory for something it gets real weird because it, then it gets like why do you remember this but not that and why does this still work and not that well, doesn't work at all I think
1: I think it also <clears throat> it's it's a difference of like whether or not the amnesia comes at the very beginning or if it shows up in the middle because Having these kids be just as clueless as their of their past as we are, is what makes it work.
0: That's true. That's very because true. Because
1: you're where we're just as lost as they are, which is what you kind of want. You want to be feeling. You want to be like connected to the characters in some way. Um, And that's kind of how it does it in this situation, where you're right. It's just, it's kind of like it's like a again, it's like a video game where the person is like tasked with this thing, and they they don't have any clue what is about to come at them, and we and they they're gonna have to use what they learn to get around it. And it's, I mean, and that happens. That happens when they um when they're assigned their names I don't again I don't want to give too much away because they find names but
0: there's a conceit to whether or not those names yes, are real exactly yeah.
1: so it's just like <clears throat> it's it always works better when you also are in that position of I don't know what the fuck is going on but let's see what happens and it almost also,
0: turns like existing characters into audience surrogate yes, at the exactly, same time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like, with with Clark Kent not remembering he's Superman, you're sitting there and it's like, well. <laughs> six,
0: six seasons in, and well, you're like, why don't you
1: remember what, what your own hell, house dude? looks like? like you know?
0: Uh, yeah. And it's just like
1: <laughs> this is dumb. This is why did we? Why did this happen now? Why did you wait six seasons to give him amnesia? We know he's gonna get it back because he fucking becomes Superman. Like we under we know what's gonna happen. So it's just like that sounds like a fun episode because it. I, I just imagine he's walking around like a bumbling idiot kind of but
0: <laughs> to be fair tom welling looks like he's walking around like a bumbling idiot anyway because I he's mean... <laughs> not the greatest actor in the world
1: but <laughs> yeah but no but like it's it's a lie. It's... i love
0: tom welling tom <laughs> welling's great he just like superman's a hard character to play
1: <laughs> true but it's just like yeah that sounds like a fun episode but give it to me like season two give it to me when i still don't really like i know the character of superman but i don't know this character that well even season one Throw yeah. it in season one. Throw it season one episode ten because well episode like twelve. Uh, yeah, it's 10. CW 10. episode like twenty. Episode
0: <laughs> like twenty. Let's not, true. Let's not true. Lie, let's not that's true. That's true. There's thirty episodes a season <laughs> on that. See,
1: that's true. But like, give it to me, <laughs> please. Give it to me in the first season, and then maybe revisit it. and Be like, no, you've already gone through this. We can't go through this again. See, like, here's the thing though, what's more, really funny it,
0: is they actually do revisit it in season ten, nine 9 or 10, which mm-hmm. might be one of the best episodes of that series ever, which is that they literally just did a hangover episode. Oh. There is a literal literal hangover episode in which he wakes up and doesn't remember the night before. And it's some of the best, not only the best acting from Tom Welling, but some of the best writing in 10 years of that (laughs) series. That episode is fucking great. But it works because it's only one night Mm. don't try to erase the entire concept of i have powers from superman because it doesn't fucking work (laughs) it
1: doesn't make sense it especially doesn't make sense with that kind of with that character yeah oh man uh (laughs) moving (laughs) on to more kids solving stuff uh (laughs) scooby-doo and the 13 the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo
0: oh my god you need to explain some of this so very very quickly (laughs) Uh, as much as this is, like, on the air and a weird question to ask, are you and Devin still planning on doing that, like, other recording? No. Or can we just talk about this no. at this
1: point? we can just talk about it. Okay, no, cool. There's no... Why the
0: fuck wouldn't Scrappy-Doo be in the fucking movie?
1: Uh, <laughs> right? Right? Okay, so, for anybody who doesn't understand, know or understand as what 13 Ghost is- As someone who absolutely
0: loves, by the way, I love the two Scooby-Doo live-action films. Oh, yes, they're fair. Matthew I love Matthew Willard them. is, the, th- like, one of the best- fucking shaggies that exists yes. in the universe yeah. I cannot I mean, there's believe a reason. There's, there's a, a reason. reason
1: why he voices him now
0: right like... right like and just the fact that like the fucking joke the best joke ever is in Scooby-Doo the movie where scooby where spoiler alert for a like 15 year old movie now scrappy Doo is the bad guy yeah, in the best oh, way so it's perfect it's so and how do you not put him in the movie for the show he actually existed in yeah, anyway I don't,
1: I don't know so thank you thank you for being <laughs> as upset about it <laughs> Like, you, didn't even, you didn't even watch the movie. No, um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think Devin and I are gonna record. Co- considering like after we watched the movie, we were both like, yeah, pretty happy we didn't record something. Um, <laughs> but no. So the sh- the series, if if you're not familiar with the ghosts, the thirteen ghosts of Scooby-Doo, it's basically Shaggy, Daphne, Scooby, um. Scrappy. Which if you don't know who Scrappy Doo is? Look he's him up. Scooby Doo's nephew. nephew. And he's the
0: cousin Oliver of Scooby Doo. Yes. No one knows what that means because <laughs> no one watches Brady Bunch at our age. Anyway. <laughs>
1: um. So it's so it's them. So it's it's that those four. So no Fred, no Velma. Which, which by which, the way,
0: like, just quick question: Was that explained? So no. here's but the so, thing. Here's the thing. The article that I read about the film coming out mm-hmm. explained why Fred and Daff or Fred and Velma were not in the series. Yes. And so I assumed that meant the series explained it, not the movie.
1: No. No, not to my not, not that I remember. They don't mention it in the show <laughs> That's... at all.
0: Fucking bonkers!
1: Yes, yeah, it just kind of happens. So like Devin and I are watching it, and there's there's like the menu, and there's no Fred or Velma, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe they'll show up in another menu, or the, I mean, they're gonna be. It's Fred and Velma. They kind of gotta be here. Um, it's let me tell Freddy you something. Freddie Prince and as much as your, I love Linda
0: Cardellini, come I mean, on,
1: I love the gang. I love the gang. Let me tell you, Velma, awesome. I did not miss them <laughs> at all because you want to know who was added to the group? Flim Flam.
0: Oh God, Flim Flam. <laughs> yeah, a and- flim- uh, yeah, Flim Flam. Yeah, I know he's not actually a liar, but Flim Flam. Oh, Flim Flam. Flim
1: fl- yeah, that's all you could say. <laughs> it's just Oh Flim Flam. Um, so, so that is that is the group, that is the gang, and also Vince uh, Vincent Van Gool, who is kind of like their mentor. Uh, but he also like
0: add Vincent Price to a thing yeah. and not make it be awesome. Like to be <laughs> yeah, honest,
1: exactly. So basically, they go to they like screw up their plans. They show up in the Himalayas instead of Honolulu. Because, you know, Shaggy and Scooby, <laughs> they're, you know, they mess shit uh, up. It's um, a dog in a pot smoker. So... <laughs> 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 so they show up <laughs> in the Hill in the They get to a temple. They, find, they get duped to open this chest of 13 ghosts, which the 13 ghosts were like the worst ghosts, the worst demons in the world. Uh, they were trapped in the, the chest, and the chest could only be opened by mortals. Um so Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> And Vincent get,
0: Price is immortal yes. forever, yes. never going to change. <laughs>
1: so, so they get duped into opening it, releasing the 13 ghosts, and basically the series is they have to catch them. Um, the series starts out really, really, really good. Like, it's, it's not great. Like, the animation is wonky, but it came out in, what, the 80s? 80s? Like, 70s, 80s? 80s.
0: I think 80s, 80s. yeah. 80s.
1: Uh, Devin just told me. I believe it's the 80s. Because, yeah, because um, Scooby-Doo
0: is, like, late 70s. Yeah. And that was only, believe it or not, the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You is only, like, less than 30 episodes. Yeah. Like, it feels yeah. like a show that went on forever, but really, it's, it's, it's just the same, it. like, 20 episodes that they just keep replaying. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but so, animation's not going to be 100%, like, whatever. Uh it's so cheesy and so much fun. Like there were th- the the beginnings of the series there are music numbers, there are like these elaborate like tricks that they play on the ghosts. Like it feels like Scooby Doo. Like it feels like, yeah, okay, this feels right. This is this is good. And like it was also so meta at times. <laughs> like there were there were moments where People were watching, there's an episode where Scooby-Doo retires and it turns over to people who are watching Scooby-Doo, where are you or Scooby-Doo and they're like, but Scooby-Doo, like I don't want to watch it without Scooby-Doo and then another dog replaces him. That's kind of where the, the show hold went Hold on, downhill. wait, hold yeah. on, I missed something, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's only for an episode. But uh, yeah, a dog, another dog it's like a comes weird in. Weird meta and- universe episode. It- <laughs> it's so Scooby-Doo. weird. It is so so weird. I have it on DVD if you ever want to watch I wanna it. I want to point out,
0: by the way, that explains <laughs> the movies so well. Like so, in, in case anybody doesn't know this, um, James Gunn, the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I didn't
1: realize that made until, the what,
0: live-action Scooby Doo movies. Yeah. And those movies are pretty much about how, like, the mystery gang got kind of too fucking big for their own britches. And so the idea that, like, this was something that existed in the Scooby-Doo universe already, that the mystery gang was so big that people were making shows about them already. Like, it sounds like a thing that, like, oh, late 90s, early 2000s, let's get meta and make a jokey TV movie. No, this was planted (laughs) In the Scooby-Doo universe yeah. already yeah.
1: it was very it's a, it's a very strange episode. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. Let me tell you, let me just tell you something. There were a lot of moments while Devin and I watched the thirteen. the The Thirteen Coast of Scooby-Doo TV show. not I'm not even going to talk about the movie yet. There were a lot of moments where Devin and I just shared a look. <laughs> of what the hell is going on right now?
0: Casey Kasem got real fucking meta, everybody. <laughs> well,
1: like there's that. There's another episode where they get transported into a movie, which is really really good. Like it that again feels like the supernatural of Scooby Doo. Like it feel it felt right. There's another one where they get transported into a comic book. Like it's like those ones are so good. The the meta one was really not not good at all. And then there was another one. I think it's episode, I want to say it's episode five, Um, if I'm remembering my countdown on Twitter. Yeah, it was episode five, um, or it was the fifth ghost, right? And it didn't feel like they actually caught a new ghost, because the ghost came from the chest. So it seemed like they had already caught one, and they were just like, oh, we got to get him back in. It was weird. It was weird. Weird, weird so guy. So the
0: Ghostbusters had a leak in their, like, nuclear yeah. fission reactor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so the yes. guy from the
0: EPA isn't really a bad yeah. guy in that movie, everybody. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs>
1: um, but no, so, like, like basically, the, the way to sum up the TV series of 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is starts out really, 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 really strong. Like, it is interesting. The ghosts are cool. Um, Like, it makes sense narratively and all of that, right? Towards the end, it's kind of like, shit, we still need to come up with ghosts.
0: Crap. <laughs> oh, shit, this thing's still we on?
1: Have, like, crap. <laughs> we have these two other characters that, like these two secondary ghosts that aren't part of the 13 ghosts that we still need to pay attention to. So we're going to try and make them get into this league of supernatural. But it's only going to happen for the last, like, three or four episodes. You know what that
0: sounds like? That sounds like a, God, we're really hoping for a second season. We need to set up a storyline for these
1: two. So it's like, yeah, and it's Bogle and Weird. And it's like... like episode, I want it, like the fourth to last episode, maybe the third to last episode. It's like this, this, it's kind of like SAG, it's like the SAG, um, you know, organization.
0: You mean, you mean Screen Actors Guild? Like, yes, straight up, yes. people <laughs> needed to get paid.
1: Yes, like, pretty much, it's pretty much that is the best way to, you know. Uh, but it's these it's like the Spectres something, whatever. And they are trying to get <laughs> the into writers,
0: the, club. the writers were really calling out for some extra pay, and yeah. the only way they knew how to do that yeah. was to create characters who were looking for union contracts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was like they, they just they were like trying to get part of this club that you had never heard of before. And it was just like, yeah, you guys just forgot that. Or, or you didn't forget, and you are just like, we need to give them something else to do. <laughs> it's like, they're already trying to get in good with the 13 ghosts. They don't then also need to get in this club. Like, what is going on? So it, it really fizzles out towards the end. The comic book episode is really, really good, and then it it, it fizzles out. And then the movie happens. And...
0: So The word to describe
1: the movie, hold on, the word to describe the movie is disappointing.
0: (laughs) I mean, yes, that happens. Um, Dead Like Me, which was Brian Fuller's first series, Brian Fuller, best known for shows like Pushing Daisy and Hannibal and almost Star Trek Discovery before he pulled out of that. Uh, (laughs) The whole reason, everybody, the first season of Star Trek Discovery is really uneven because they had really bad... Shit going on behind the scenes. The second season is amazing. That's me calling it out. Anyway, <laughs> still love the first season of Discovery. Still gonna just be a fan of that forever. But the second season also really fucking good. Uh because they are like steady and shit like this isn't happening, where Brian Fuller disappears halfway yeah. through the third episode. Um But Dead Like Me, which was his first series, which is Fucking amazing! Like three years after it ended, they did like a Showtime original movie for it, and it's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad, and that's just a thing that happens. Never do the like we want to do a finale movie thing because it's just never gonna work. Mm-hmm. People.
1: Yeah. And, <sighs> and the, so, what the movie was was exactly that. In the in the series, they had only caught twelve ghosts. Some people on the internet, and and to a degree, if I think about it, or if I really. I don't know, i got to watch the episode again. People on the internet really only believe they've only caught 11 because of that ship episode uh-huh. where, where the, the ghost comes from the thing and they're like, we got to fix this. Um, so people on the internet think that there's only 11, but they say there are 12 ghosts. This movie was them catching the final 13th ghost. I'm going to tell you, people, I'm spoiling this movie. With uh, I mean, this episode is already... Friends. Spoiler friends. friends,
0: it's the amazing <laughs> spoiler friends. Oh, I do yes. remember any of the oh, words, like, but spo- watch out, cause spoilers are coming. <laughs> oh,
1: I think that was better than the original song we came up with. Because... Just like if
0: I could, just like wait wait, 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 let me sing it. Let me sing the thing. I don't remember the words too. Oh,
1: okay. Anyway. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, just cause like, it, I I just need to talk about it. Like this is. I need to. I'm Please sorry. Do.
0: Please do. And I'm yeah. sure
1: you'll get Devin's take on it too, because he and Sejun haven't been able. Well, maybe they did. Wait, did they record? Uh, no, they did not. No, they, they haven't. Did. They haven't been able no, I mean, to talk like, about it yet. I, I
0: don't know when you watched it, but I can confirm. Watched the movie last
1: night. This so they past, have not.
0: Yes, this yeah. past episode of Say Report of the Say Report. Period. Senior. <laughs> Older sisters. I don't know how <laughs> we're calling it anymore. They did not talk about it. Anyway. Yeah,
1: so they haven't gotten to talk about it. so you will hear I'm I'm sure you'll hear Devin's take on it too, which he might get a little bit more more deep he will get deep in, deeper into it. I will just give you the baseline. But like the movie <laughs> starts out and it's Fred, Velma are there, which like oh, what the fuck God. like oh, Already? Oh, okay. Wait. <sighs> So it starts out with them, like, doing a mystery and catching, quote-unquote, the wrong guy, and then the sheriff... Which the- is
0: literally how the original Scooby-Doo live-action movie starts, starts. doesn't yeah. it? Uh, they catch the wrong guy, I and then they split so. up. No, 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 they catch the right guy, but then they all get really shitty about getting yes. the attention. Yeah. Sorry. And then they split
1: up. Oh my so, God! So, then it's the <laughs> sheriff of the town who's like, "You kids need to be careful. You're almost 18, and if you keep doing this shit, like he's gonna he's gonna put on he's gonna charge you with harassment, and then you're gonna go to jail. You gotta stop doing this. It's <laughs> there are real life consequences
0: up. to be like, meddling kids.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like all it's, it's this whole thing of like you need to grow up, gang. You've been 18 for how many? You've been 17 for this many years. I realize it's, it's 197
0: there's going to be adults
1: <laughs> like so so that's how it starts and it's like cool downer already awesome like this is only way to is to go up it's the only way to go right right good so then it cuts to them d- doing a garage sale it, it cuts to fred selling the mystery machine
0: Christ Almighty! And
1: then doing a <laughs> an entire garage sale of all their old shit, like of all like the like books and and like old you know gadgets. I just ridiculous, right?
0: Were Were there musical instruments in there? I have a question I can't remember I this remember if there were I, keep, I tend kids. to I tend to mix up Josie and the pussycats oh my god it's the mystery <laughs> gang sometimes and so I swear there was a period in time in which the mystery gang were also a band but I might just be thinking of Josie and the <laughs> um,
1: you also might be thinking of jabber because I mean i because I'm pretty the very sure Jabberjaw, the they're a band.
0: Oh no, they're a band because Nerf Herder did one of the best songs ever. Yes. <laughs> about Jabberjaw. Yeah. No, I remember Jabberjaw. I just can't remember for the life of but me. But Josie and there the Pussycats
1: be... is an Archie.
0: <clears throat> there also world, might be. I think right? there's a weird crossover of Scooby-Doo and Josie at some point where so, they are yeah. like transporting their musical shit. That yeah, might be what I'm yeah. thinking of. Maybe. I'm I gonna look know. this up, everybody, you'll find out next week, maybe, if I remember. <laughs> anyway. I don't know.
1: I did not see any musical instruments, But then, right. like, so, <laughs> so it's them, you know, talking, blah, blah, blah. And then the crystal ball that was from the – oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. Oh, the movie – never mind. The movie doesn't start with them doing the thing wrong. It's backstory for the chest of demons.
0: Oh, it actually explains why they were all trapped in there in the first place? But
1: here's the problem. We got an explanation of why the demons were trapped in the chest first episode of the series. <sighs>
0: Pay this attention to your epi- pilots, y'all. Pay attention this, to your pilots.
1: <coughs> this explanation makes no sense. And it it's like, no. Because in the first episode, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, it is explained that the townspeople of where it was in the Himalayas were the ones who trapped the demons in the box. And and as punishment, the demons put a curse on the town that turns everybody into werewolves at night. That is, that is what happened.
0: That is, that is the most coherent sentence you have said. <laughs> <laughs> I understood all Everything, of that.
1: Everything, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. This yeah, it's pretty simple. The movie. Yeah, you got
0: demons. <laughs> demons put curse on you. No, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. I get that.
1: <laughs> I mean, um, the movie starts with Vin- Vincent Van Gogh and like his supposed best friend, who we've never heard of, running away from the the like from a ghost, from the thirteenth ghost, and they trap him, right? And then his friend Mortifer or something Mortimer. It's like kind of like Mortimer, but it's not. And it shows that his yeah, because, friend because like, gets course. killed.
0: We had to come up with a weird way to say Mortimer, yeah. everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so sorry. So it's that that was it was Vincent and the his friend who trapped the ghosts. Which like, all right, fine. Maybe it was at a different time. I can believe that. Then. It shows them being like treasure hunters in like the middle of the movie. It goes back to like backstory, and Ugh. it's supposed to go to like a temple, like in it's kind of like a an Egyptian or like like it's a, a temple, right? And they break into the temple, break open this box. It's and a Temple of the
0: Head and Legends, yeah, on Nickelodeon, three o'clock. <laughs> on, yes.
1: And they open up a thing, and they find the chest of demons and mortifer or mortimer or whatever is i'm going to call him mort um, sorry <laughs> sorry sorry to call him mort mort from uh, bazooka joe but that's mort what i'm calling mort. him
0: it's mort for mort okay <laughs> robin williams i got mort. it what are we doing <laughs> All
1: right, anyway so uh, so it's them and mort's like what a great archaeological find that we just did! We're gonna make millions, and Vincent and Vincent van Gogh is like, no, we, no, this, there's a curse on this box. We're not doing that. And then the chest accidentally gets open because the lock breaks. So then they have to, they have to collect everything, right, right? And then the whole movie happens, <laughs> where it's, um. And Velma are like, why didn't you ever tell us that you guys went on this adventure? Like, you you never thought it would get brought up again. I can't believe you did this. Blah, blah, we kind of thought it like, was a weird side
0: story, there, Fred. We didn't think it would come up yeah. again.
1: Well, like, and it goes. We
0: didn't it, realize it, it would be so popular there, thirty years later. <laughs>
1: That is a brilliant shaggy. Uh, but, like, they bring up, the, they bring up like, the issues of, like, why they didn't talk about it was because Scooby had, like, a mental breakdown. He, he really did. I mean, that's what that meta episode is about, is Scooby-Doo oh having, like, this God. mental breakdown and being like, I can't do this. I'm cool with dealing with people in masks, but I can't deal with ghosts. And then they explain... Why Shaggy and Scooby are so afraid of people in Matt? or like, like there's a moment where Velma is still her like suspicious like she is she is she is the still one who is her like her still self. rational self like she's like yeah. no none of this is real all of these are fake, and then Shaggy and Scooby are like why do you think we like put up with it or why do you think we're okay doing the people in the masks or whatever we've dealt with real ones so it's like no what no
0: no 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 no. Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island And Scooby-Doo, the movie, live action, very clearly expressed the idea that they have never seen this shit before. That's the whole point. Yeah,
1: even guys in masks. Damn it, (laughs) Hanna-Barbera. Even even guys in masks are still going to scare them because, first of all, they're the two scaredy-cats. They're badass. They can hold their own when they need to. They are both very capable I was just gonna say very capable human beings, but Scooby Doo is a dog. Uh, <laughs> but they are both very capable when they need to be. But that doesn't change the fact that they're terrified, which is okay because you guys are doing kind of dangerous shit. Like it's like
0: we yeah, have a reason to be terrified, reason, exactly. even if they're in masks. They're killing people. Yes, exactly. They're still bad people. <laughs> but like
1: they they say that it's like we've dealt with real ones, right? So then it goes through the whole thing, still no scrappy. And then it separates, the movie does this, this is good. This is good on the movie. It separates Fred and Velma from Daphne, Scooby, Shaggy, and, and Vincent. So, like, good on you, because I did not need that to get mixed up. Um. So Fred and Velma get caught up with this person who is, like, selling... Um, like novelty demons, chest of demons, and all of that. And Devin and I, as soon as we see him, are like, oh, "That's flim flam." Well, he has his yellow sweatshirt. It sounds like flim flam. It's flim flam. His inflection is the same. It's flim flam. So then, it's it's flim flam. Like it is shown that it's flim that's flam. Mr. <laughs> that's
0: Mr. B. That's Rowan Atkinson in that. Scene. <laughs> yeah.
1: So 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 they have like a nice reunion and all of that and blah blah blah. blah. And then the end of the movie, the resolution, oh, f- oh, sorry, they had to give Fred some, like, conflict, like, inner conflict of him not knowing where his place is in the gang because all of a sudden, sudden Daphne is a badass and that she can lead the gang.
0: They Sarah so, Michelle Gellard her up. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Like, There's no way. I can't not compare this, by the way, to, <laughs> to the, the live movie? action films. Yeah. I keep thinking, how have they tried to compare this to the live action shit? I mean,
1: you're not wrong. But so it so it's that's like his whole inner inner like demons kind of coming out and then there's a point where he's like i lied to you guys last summer i went to cheerleading camp and i am the cheerleader of this group and i am the one who keeps you guys motivated and keeps you guys going because they're all like in there they're all like hit rock bottom kind of Daphne doesn't have any more faith in herself. Velma doesn't know what's real because she just had, she just recently had a ghostly encounter. That her, she, ga-
0: her glasses broke her, and like, then she had to confront her own mortality.
1: Yes, yeah like, 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 she, and, and Shaggy and Scooby are really hungry that is their conflict <laughs> in this moment in time.
0: It's the most real that's the most real thing you have said this whole time. Yes, yes. Is that by the way, Scooby and Shaggy <laughs> are just so fucking hungry that they don't know reality anymore.
1: <laughs> so like Fred, that's like Fred's redemption is that he's like I'm the cheerleader of the group. I'm the one who keeps you guys going. Which like fine, whatever. Oh, I did not God. need that, but fine, whatever. And then like they all get brought back up and then the, by the like, way,
0: it's very Fred for him to be like, by the way, I'm just so awesome that you just can't fucking function without yeah, exactly. me. exactly. You can't. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like, I didn't need more of that, though. <laughs> um, so then the, re- the worst part about this, and I, I mean, like, It sucks that Scrappy never shows up. It sucks that Bogle and Weird never shows up. Do they ever explain that,
0: by the way? Do they explain why Scrappy, who is in the entire series, is not there?
1: They make Flim Flam is like, where's Scrappy? And Velma and Fred make a face and say, what's a Scrappy?
0: The two people who are not in the series. Make some dumb shit. Ex- oh, but here's the earth. issue
1: with that. They Ugh. have interacted with Scrappy Doo. I mean,
0: <laughs> they, they have had, have. had interactions You're not wrong. with him. You're not wrong. <laughs> they
1: have. <laughs> so it made no sense, and it was totally a throwaway line, and it was just like that oh my was God. the worst. That's that was like awful. the most
0: fanservice-y, dumb shit <laughs> yeah, thing I have ever awful. heard. It was awful, Devin. So so Devin text messaged me earlier and was like I'm disappointed in the Scooby-Doo 13 Ghost movie and my reaction was why did they make scrappy the hero because my assumption was that they basically were like everybody's too dumb scrappy do of all people is going to come in here with his pipey power and fucking save the day like no. fucking will wheaton on an episode of star trek the next generation with no. wesley crusher and he was like no he's just not in it at all and that made me angrier yes. Than if Scrappy had been the fucking Wesley Crusher of the episode, that's hard to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was all, and I, I actually. Didn't realize how upset it made me until you sent that text, and until I was like, "Yeah, that it's was a no Scrappy
0: all Like, like I don't hell? mind. Like I've never been someone who was pissed off by Scrappy Doo. I, I get love why Scrappy-Doo. people
1: are you kidding are me? I pissed love off him. by Scrappy
0: Doo. Like I get it. I get why he's the bad guy in, in Scooby Doo G- the movie, yes. whatever. But at the same time, just from a continuity standard. Everybody, like you, you, you should make the Thirteenth Ghosts of Scooby-Doo movie a Thirteenth episode or Fourteenth episode of that series, and just go with it. You don't, you don't go. Oh well, fans didn't like Scrappy, so we wrote him out. And also, we're just gonna make a bunch of bullshit excuses for why Fred and Velma are suddenly there. No, you just fucking do a. A fourteenth episode of the series, and just run with it. Exactly. Like run with that.
1: Just yes. wait until I tell you what the resolution is.
0: Oh dear Christ.
1: Mm, yes. Are you sitting down? You're probably I'm not. I'm
0: laying down. I'm curled up in a <laughs> position. <laughs> what are you?
1: Um. So they also got rid of Vogel and Weird, which like that also is very. Bothersome. Wait. I
0: thought that they were Vogel and Weird. Reference are the only ones that reference Scrappy. How do you get rid of them and also make that?
1: No, Bogle and Weird don't. Velma and Fred do.
0: Right, but I thought it was weird that asked them about that. Who asked them about Scrappy? Flimflam. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Yes.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Um, Bogle all of and weird my ghosts and do not show up.
0: Mixing together. No, okay. it's okay.
1: So, but here's what the resolution is. Zach, are you ready?
0: I mean, I'm not, but
1: whatever.
0: Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm not. Okay, fine. It
1: goes through the whole thing where they are fighting the 13th ghost, blah, blah, Uh blah. Velma has finally gotten to the point where she's like, ghosts are real, and I don't know what to do with myself, blah, blah, blah. Same I had
0: in both Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island and Scooby-Doo the movie. I'm going to keep harping on this.
1: That's fine. (laughs) So then it gets to the point, right, where... Vincent explains that it's all his fault and he is the one who needs to fix everything even uh-huh. though he's not even the one who opens the chest of demons
0: theoretically theori- yes. like
1: within within um the at the season the series right it is shaggy and scooby who open it right he then explains that the 13th ghost is his is his ancestor who got so like riddled with power? I don't remember. I don't remember exactly because uh-huh. it's just ultimate so much cosmic bullshit. power.
0: Itty bitty little got... living space. Yes, uh-huh.
1: yeah. So he like <laughs> he he got trapped into the box because he was becoming evil. While he was in the box, he became this monster and gathered up his. It like had his army and gathered up his army. Right. That is what Vincent His van army Gool,
0: of, 12, of twelve, him and twelve other ghosts.
1: <laughs> so that is what Vincent van Gogh has t- said to us, and then and then uh-huh. it goes, and the thirteenth ghost is about to open the chest, which I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's weird. It can only be opened by mortals. Oh well, there's another ghost that kind of opens it in the series. Let's see what happens. And then Velma is about to suck up the the thirteenth ghost in their vacuum spook, which so their Luigi's weapon. Mansion
0: vacuum yes. slash <laughs> Ghostbusters weapon. Got yes. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, slash
1: uh, slash. Why is it? Thermos. Why is it that in all of our
0: pop culture, our pop culture, the only thing we figured out is vacuums and energy beams to know. suck up ghosts? Hey, that's I mean, like Danny Phantom
1: used a thermos, so
0: that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: which is all I could think of. Anytime oh, they brought right. out the vacuum like, spook.
0: It was, like, the only other ghost-busting yeah. hero I could think of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so she is about to suck up the 13 ghosts, and then she throws the thing down, and she's like, no. And they're like, what is wrong with you? You need to—you have the power. Like, do it. And she's like, no, this is all wrong. You said that only mortals could open the chest. He just opened the chest.
0: Okay, so at the very least, Velma is like, I'm calling out your bullshit yes. writing yeah. for
1: this bullshit thing. So— so she so she's like and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's weird. How can a mortal open the chest, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like they're gonna they're gonna address the issue. <laughs> they're, they're gonna but deal
0: then, with their writing plot hole." Okay, but got it. And then
1: they trap the ghost. They get him, right? Uh-huh. They got the ghost. They got the 13th ghost cuz he's about to run away. Uh-huh. And it is fucking more. I just screamed into people's ears. Mort, is who didn't exist Mort, before
0: this who episode. Who didn't
1: exist before this movie? Who supposedly died at the beginning of the movie? Mort. Fucking Vincent Van Gogh's best friend. And the whole thing is like, you never saw what the chess could really be. It could have been given us money. It could have made us so powerful. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a master illusioner. All this bullshit, and then He's like Job
0: from Arrested Development. It's the <laughs> Master then, of like, Illusions, Michael. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then like another like mystery hunter comes and is like, I've been tailing him, blah blah blah. Thanks for helping. It, uh, it, uh, it discredited every other thing that happened God by making it. the Thirteenth Ghost fucking fake, which is also bullshit because like was he always faking? Was he stuck in the chest that long? Where when it, him and Vince were catching the thirteen ghosts, was he the third? Like it's it's so ridiculous. And they're like, but the other ones were real, the other ghosts were real. So why wasn't this? Is so so stupid. And then they try to explain it away by Velma being like, I think the thirteenth ghost, uh, it was, was love the whole time, like, just like, like the
0: fifth element. Yeah.
1: Just like... He was. She was like, the 13th ghost really was your ancestor, and now he's oh, at peace me. because he thinks you're okay, and he can go back, and he can live his life as peace, as a ghost. And then she's like, yeah, I just made all of that up.
0: You know what this is? I like, um, what the fuck is I fucking going on? hate to say it, but you know what this is? This is a fucking pilot episode for a reboot of the fucking 13 Ghosts I, of scooby that you just described not. to me. What you just described <laughs> is like a fucking new pilot for like a new version, where they were like, "We thought we caught the thirteen ghosts, but really, there's a different thirteen ghosts we have to catch now."
1: Oh, it's so stupid. The <laughs> worst part about the, I keep saying the worst part about it. the whole thing was the worst part about it. No, but the thing that was also that also kind of troubles me is that the chest that the quote unquote thirteenth ghost opens is one of the novelty chests. Is it's a fake chest that Shaggy bought from Flim Flam. It's a cooler.
0: Oh, you bought the real thirteenth, the the real thirteen ghost just by accident. This other yeah. thing was just that stuff. Fucking no. those those fucking ghosts were fucking nothing. <laughs> You're continuing to confirm my theory that they are rebooting this series at some point.
1: So, well, maybe. So it's they. Oh, he opens up a cooler, and then there's and then the whole time the real chest of demons was in Shaggy's luggage. ...from years ago. Christ. like, And he had never opened the In luggage 90. again.
0: Well, and no, that- because... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I... I, I I'm pretty... I, 90% <laughs> certain this is real. Norville Rogers... Yes. Shaggy... Yes. ...is rich as f- fucking all hell. He is the pot-smoking hippie son... ...of fucking <sighs> billionaires. And I am pretty certain that is canon... I mean, I yeah, pretty I mean, certain that it's canon. So the idea that he would have entire bits of luggage that he has never touched is not fucking weird to well, me it's also, at like, all.
1: It's also they have they go down this whole thing where while they were doing this without Fred and Velma, they had a van of their own. So it's like all of their luggage was just still in the van cuz they never touched it, they never brought it up again. Oh my they God. never So did they the did killer... they by
0: the way ever explain in this movie where Fred and Velma were? Because again, the article I read—they were at camp.
1: They were at camp. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was really, I was really trying to figure out if like the show or movie explained no, this, I mean, or if it was does. a fucking press release yeah. from Hanna Barbera that no. was like, oh yeah, by the way, Fred and Velma are at camp. Don't fucking worry about them.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> no, they were at camp. It was just okay. so. It was so weird. And then there's that line where f- Fred was like, "I lied. Last year I was at cheerleading camp," and it's like so. Are these only a year apart or did you go to camp multiple times?
0: No, I was under the impression like, that this movie would take place like right as the other series was ending but like it, I don't but think it it's supposed to be because
1: Slim Flam is older.
0: That's weird cuz I was Flam so here's the thing so older. the article I read so this is the weird thing so the article I read explaining that this movie was coming. First off, spoiled the whole Fred and Velma were at camp thing, so don't fucking think about it. So I was under the impression that that came up in the series because the article just said it. Okay. So I thought that that was just a thing that came up in the series. The fact that it only comes up in the movie is bonkers. (laughs) and so like also the fact that this doesn't take place like literally where the other ones like left off like why why would you do that just make the movie about how like fred and velma come back from camp and shaggy and daphne are like holy shit man we got this fucking shit we have to deal with man And like trying I mean... kind to of explain to them what is going on. And make Fred and Velma be like, what the fuck are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. And so like da- like like you have Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy trying to convince everyone this is real, and no one believes it until Daphne comes in and is like, No, you don't get it. These fucking pot smoking Nimrods are Telling the truth, this happened. Let's go do this. Yeah. Like there's a inherent, built-in thing to explain all of this, and the fact that this movie is like, no, 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 hold on. Yeah, we've it's got just, our own thing we're doing. Like, no, why? It just felt so Lean cheap. into it.
1: It just felt so so cheap by ma- making the thirteenth go fake. Because like, there there still has to be a third. Like. Is it flying? Because Velma even said she, that she lied about the whole, oh, 13 ghosts and now live in peace. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, even like, like, like that whole li- idea. So like, there's like- still a ghost out there. I 100% believe there's still a ghost out there. And that Mort was just like, I'm a cash in on this. But even but- like, big
0: that, like the mid the mid movie. Climax reveal, like by the way, I'm make that your Kingdom Hearts JRPG. <laughs> I'm not the real bad guy. Where more it comes in is like, by the way, I'm not the real Thirteenth Ghost. And then this other fucking massive ghost comes in yeah. and make it like the yeah. whole thing for the last third act of the movie that you it have to just, catch. It was
1: just so annoying, and uh, it uh, it was, and it's like it's in the new animation style. So Daphne has her entire purple eye, which is really, really distracting. Ugh. It is so distracting. Um, But, you know, I don't
0: know. I no longer it believe just... that this thing was made by Scooby-Doo fans. I think it was made by new Scooby-Doo fans. People who grew up thinking Simple Plan made the Scooby-Doo theme song. <laughs> <laughs> the new Scooby-Doo <laughs> mysteries, everybody. Simple Plan re-recorded the Scooby-Doo theme song. I'm not joking about that
1: (laughs) oh my god um but yeah it was just so disappointing and and i went into it being like you know and i said this to Devin, i'm like the movie has to be fucking amazing because the latter half of this season of this series is not that strong um but and then it wasn't like it no, had. It Hanna had Barbera really was a good fucking moments. It, I'm gonna tell you, it had some good moments, but it they were all just so clouded by terrible ones. Yeah, H-
0: Hanna Barbera was a animation mill. Yeah. Um, people who don't know, I, I I think they did. I might be pulling this out of my ass, but like Hanna Barbera in in general, like made, you know, TV animation huge. And then you have this company called Funimation. Yep. That came in and, and made really cheap Saturday morning cartoons. So, like He Man was their big one, but they also made Star Trek the Animated Series, which is known for being a bad animated series because it was basically cranked out between episodes of He Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the whole, like, that whole morning cart, like, Saturday morning cartoon thing being cranked out by these guys was not meant to be super strong so like the idea that like oh we got 13 14 episodes of this show we're gonna put a lot of effort into the first like five or six and then the rest is just gonna be like <laughs> we're already moved on to the next thing yeah, it's is not surprising but it's like it's just it's so upsetting to think that like people who would be you know what my biggest my biggest memories of Scooby-Doo are, and it's not even Scooby-Doo, where are you? And it's not 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo, like, meet, um, what was it? Oh, fuck, what was it called? The Hollywood Scooby-Doo in the movies or something like that, where he fucking met Batman (laughs) and Don Knotts and those, and the Globetrotters. The three biggest things I remember about Scooby-Doo are Adam West, Batman, Don Knotts, in the fucking Harlem Globetrotters, (laughs) before Futurama made the Globetrotters like a funny joke, Scooby-Doo and Gilligan's Island meet the Globetrotters are like the funniest fucking thing I had ever seen on television. And like the idea that like, it's like Scooby-Doo has been this weird, this weird, weird meta malleable thing for years. We were just like, yeah, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Which is like, like I said, like 20 something episodes. It's only like two or three seasons. And then all of a sudden, they're like a couple of years later. It's like, well, what if Scooby Doo g- g- met ghosts? Okay, sure. Ghosts are real. Let's do these 13 episodes. Oh, that didn't really pan out. Let's do Scooby Doo meets the fucking meets fucking Barney fucking Fife of all people. Because it wasn't just Darn Knotts, it was Darn Knotts as Barney Fife <laughs> that they met. And Adam West Batman, and the Globe Trotters, and all of these like all of these Scooby Doo's Hollywood Mysteries, or whatever the fuck they called it. And then we get into the '90s, and you get into that place where it's like, oh, Muppet Babies is doing great. Let's do a pup, pup named, named Scooby Doo with
1: Red Herring.
0: <laughs> yes. And then you get into the 2000s, where again, no joke, people, a simple plan after What's the Scooby Doo movies. Does the new Scooby-Doo mysteries...
1: What's a Scooby-Doo solved? coming after you? Gonna <laughs> yes. solve the mystery. Exactly. The it Scooby-Doo. sounds like a
0: fucking pop-punk emo you. song from the early What's 2000s. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry.
1: Weird? I need to...
0: No, the Scooby-Doo reason... is this weird thing. Like, We're like It really all of... is. It's this weird thing where it's like Scooby-Doo is famous. And then they're like, it's famous, but it's not popular enough. But people remember it. So what if Scooby-Doo recognized that it was famous. So yeah. we put them with Hollywood stars and then I was like, oh, that didn't really work out But what if we put them with this whole new franchise and now oh, that didn't really work out But what if all of a sudden in the movies we make them people who got way too popular way too quick? And so we put Freddie Prince jr. And Matthew Willard and Sarah Michelle Geller. Which by the way Freddie Prince jr. And Sarah Michelle Geller still married Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard still best friends, so we put them all in a movie together, just like Wing Commander, but it's fucking, <laughs> but it's fucking Scooby-Doo, where we make the whole and we get the girl from Freaks and Geeks, and we put them all together in a movie, and we make a big joke about the fact that they're all in a movie together. <laughs> yeah. oh my god, a like, yes. oh my god, I cannot believe what Scooby-Doo is as a franchise. Yeah.
1: I mean it's I mean yeah it's it's crazy it's cool but it is crazy It's this meta this in the stuff. weirdest yeah, way yeah.
0: because it's like it's like every iteration of Scooby-Doo remembers what the other Scooby was but also pretends like it never existed. Well <laughs> at that's the same like time.
1: <laughs> Well that's like um in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, they constantly are yelling, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Scooby-Doo, where are you? Like, they just keep yelling that. <laughs> and it's like, yes, guys, we get it. We understand yeah, no, we there was we another remember. show. We get it. We remember it. Please stop. <laughs> please just move on. Please, um, please also, dear God. What's New Scooby-Doo, the reason why I, like, have that song just, like, always in my head my uh-huh. freshman year of high school, I don't remember why, but my English teacher, we were I don't I don't know what we were talking about, but she would show us episodes of What's New Scooby-Doo, and I thought that the theme song was so good. <laughs> that, That's like... because
0: Simple Plan for a very weird time, Simple Plan looked like they were going to be the like predecessors <laughs> to like Green Day and Blank 182 and all of the pop-punk people, and then Emo came into fashion, and they were, like, completely lost.
1: No, I, like, I (laughs) latched on to What's New Scooby-Doo theme song, and to the point, like, I came home. Looked up the lyrics, so I made sure I had the lyrics down. <laughs> I was walking down the hallway screaming it, singing it. I would go into cl- that class singing it. I was so excited to watch what New Scooby do in that class because I think we were talking about <laughs> mysteries or something. I don't know. I think we were talking about like narrative or whatever. Um, but I also think that we had to analyze the song, or that could have just been. Um... No,
0: I- I've done something similar to that actually. I, don't I know. had like a, I had like a weird health class where they were like, pick a popular okay. song and its music video, <laughs> and they were like, they were like, okay, look at all the things they're doing that are unhealthy in the music oh, video, and you. really analyze the lyrics and all this stuff. And that was around the same time that Simple Plan was super big, and also American Idiot was
1: huge. Yeah. I mean, it was weird because like there, there are two songs that I always remember from English class, and it is, oh, um, oh, what is run around run around run around is run around. it run around how does run around go i don't know look around your world pretty baby is that it no
0: oh okay that's not run that's around that's not um that's um oh fuck season im be so mad at me <laughs> it's um Give me roll, with me. It's roll, roll with me, me. yes roll around with me. Yes. the world okay. pretty baby gonna... so yeah. we okay. had
1: we had to analyze roll with me and we had to analyze paint it black
0: what a weird mix
1: of songs because <laughs> it was you and I'm
0: pretty... both of those are classic rock yes. it, for me one of those is a one-hit wonder
1: yeah. uh- <laughs> um so we had to analyze those songs and i th- have a feeling that we also had to analyze or, like, talk about what's new Scooby-Doo theme song as, like, a theme song. I don't know. <laughs> that was a weird freshman English class. Oh, it I had really to, like, sounds like I it. had to make a soundtrack to Romeo and Juliet, and then she gave me shit for the songs I used. Okay, hold on. First off,
0: like... the soundtrack, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you mean Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, like the thing.
1: play. Like, I had to make, I had, she was like, make a, make a soundtrack to the, to the, to Romeo, just to Romeo and Juliet. I went with,
0: what's new Scooby-Doo, the Friends theme song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, she like, it was really, really good. I was really proud of it. Like, Devin helped me out with it. I was really, really proud of the project. I, this episode has gotten away from us.
0: That's fine. I Whatever. Don't we weren't Scooby Doo we and Romeo and Juliet. We I don't haven't know talked how, but for like we two it.
1: weeks. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was so proud of that soundtrack. And then, like, my all of the critiques were, "Why does this? Why did you choose this song?" Well, if you read the explanation, it would actually explain why I chose. Because Romeo Kiss Me and Deadly is the most. For when they take the poison, so.
0: <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is the most emo pop punk play out there and it's on purpose because shakespeare wanted you to yeah. go like look at these fucking dumb yeah, teenagers exactly. <laughs> Jeez.
1: i still have my soundtrack to uh oh I, ha- I found the cd of it and i like back when i had when i my old car had a cd player i put the cd in and i'm like this was a good soundtrack my english teacher was wrong
0: if i couldn't make jesus of suburbia fit in there i could Definitely make Boulevard of Broken Dreams fall, fit in there somewhere. <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, like, I used Round and Round because there's a lyric about Romeo and Juliet. I used, uh like, um Have It All or Nothing at All. Like, huh, it's such a good soundtrack. I can't, uh, I can't go down this. <laughs> oh god, I can't go so, back down this. My
0: head, my brain uh, just started putting that song together, and I was like, oh my god. I can just picture Robio looking at Rose, who he's supposed to be in love with at the beginning, and be like, I have it all. Are we just friends? It's it's like, well, no, no, we're just friends, because I'm going to go fall in love with this chick over here.
1: And, like, (laughs) do you you know The Living End? Uh,
0: it's probably one of the songs where I would recognize it if I heard it.
1: Okay, so they have a song called West End Riot, which is about, like, kids going out. Like, it's about rioting and like kids going out and like playing these games and I used it for the Merc- I'm pretty sure I used it for the Mercutio and Tybalt scene and she was like why? Why does this song fit? And I'm like, did you read the paper that I handed you? <laughs> did because you read the
0: play? Did you Have listen you seen to the song?
1: <laughs> Do you get what's going on? Do you <laughs> understand what English is? Because that's what you're teaching. <laughs> <laughs> like It was, oh, it was, it was, I was so upset when I came home from school that
0: Oh, man. Oh,
1: God. Anyways, this is We have to call the end of the episode.
0: We can't keep doing this. I played Resident Evil 2, and it's one of the best video game experiences I've ever had, and I can't get to it this week. We've gone too long. We're going to
1: have to talk. Oh, my God.
0: We'll talk about it next week. Here's the thing. We'll
1: talk about that, and we'll talk about Blossom Tales for me.
0: So here's the thing. Devin has convinced me that I need to go back and play (laughs) that game again. So I played the – I I played through Leon's campaign, and then the game ended, and it was like, okay, so if you play through Claire's campaign – there's a second run quote unquote option where we'll cut out some cutscenes and change some stuff because it's the second time you played the game. So I played through that and that was it. And then I uninstalled the game. Oh, God. Cause I was like, I played both of them and I was done and I got a fucking C grade on both of them, which made me so mad.
1: Yeah. Devin has been playing it like
0: apparently Every that day. entire thing is based entirely on just time and nothing else yeah. like it's nothing else It was like okay it took me nine hours to get through it the first time and six hours the second time <laughs> and apparently those are both c grade yep. level fucking grades and i was like well i played through both i'm done and, <laughs> and i've seen devin devin keeps me he's like well i'm about to go through the s rank for like 30 minutes if you just like give me a second i'll i'll be yeah. done he asked me tonight, like, what time are you guys recording? I was like, 7.30. He's like, good. I seem to make sure I had time to play through again. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It's 5.45, and I just told you that 7.30 is when we're going to record. And no, that's to make sure I have enough time to get through it again. So, uh, yeah, he's been next running week,
1: it. He's been running it. It's...
0: I cannot believe that we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to a whole bunch of stuff next week about how that and um, the game near Automata – look it up people oh, Yeah, okay, it's insane that. because that is a game that you have to play through literally have to play through six times yep. there's yeah, not I an option the even, only way to yeah. play that game is to play through five so um we'll talk about that next week uh resident evil 2 very good near very good 13 ghosts of scooby-doo not b-minus apparently
1: not even a b-minus that is generous that is, a genuine, that, is a, that is a very generous, generous grade that you just gave. The Curse of the 13th Ghost, which is what the movie is called.
0: God, it's aptly named. Um, it feels very good. This is actually the first time. So I've been home for like three days, and honestly, this is the first time in three days that feels really good to be home. Um, so... Aww. We were trying to fix up recording time tonight. And I had to text Dale, oh shit, when you say 7.30, you mean 7.30 yeah, tonight. You yeah. don't mean 5.30 for me.
1: <laughs> huh. I, I think it's, it's, I love that I don't live in the future anymore.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so weird. <laughs> um, but oh, uh, this has been Sarah Report Junior. You can find us online on YouTube. I have been rendering new episodes i think we're up to 35 on the youtube YouTube. show i think i've rendered up to 38 now um so i'm gonna try and get up to 40 before i start uploading more uh but by the time you hear this at least 35 will be up there if not more you can find us on youtube if you searches on say report jr you can find us on twitter at say report jr and you can find us individually (laughs) I am at Zerwiski. Z E R W I S K I.
1: Oh, and I am at Dale's brain. D-A-Y-L-E-S. Wait, yeah, S B R A I N. Why did you have to spell I really
0: thought that you would say D-A-Y-L-E-S brain. I thought that's how you were gonna do it. I that. was
1: about to, and then I was like, no, I gotta spell it out. I can't, <laughs> I can't do, I can't do the fairly odd parents joke. I can't do it. My favorite Be the Cosmo. Favorite...
0: Be the Cosmo my... to my condo, please.
1: <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> my fa- add, this, was, this is my last sentiment on the episode. My favorite joke from Fairly Odd Parents is AJ asks Timmy how to spell calculator, and Timmy goes C A L C you later and then just walks away <laughs> and it's great and I thought it was fantastic as a kid and I think it is still fantastic
0: uh,
1: oh my god yeah that's it that's all I got
0: <laughs> that's all I got okay um, let's get ice cream and Liz take woo! it away
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.